Shady, WTPF. Talk, traffic, and news. Tom Kearney here. Uh, familiar voice if you've been around a long time, but if you've been around the last three months, not necessarily a familiar voice. A program that's been called everything from the open line to talk with Tom to the Tom Kearney Show returns to the air tonight. I'm live and in real time from WPTF, and uh, tonight I have a story for you. And the question, it's going to be an answer to the question of where has Tom been? I have been hosting this show since uh, the day after Christmas, 1988. So that's uh, 31 years, I think, last Christmas. But on February 6th of this year, Tom, late in the Wednesday afternoon, disappeared. And uh, since then, we've been uh, running uh, some... uh, Best of programs and, and other things, but tonight we're back in in real time, and I'm going to tell you tell you a story. And if you want to join in and comment on the story, if you want to say something nice like "Welcome back, Tom," it's eight six zero nine seven eight three eight six zero WPTF with a nine one nine before it. Uh, John Sauter is our producer, and he'll keep us on the air this after this evening, and we'll try to tell you a little bit of a story that's. A complication on the adventure that our nation has been having by being locked in. Um, I broke my leg, my left leg, on the afternoon of February 6th and ended up going to the hospital. And I, I learned a lot about the way things are done these days that were not done in the past. And that's part of what the story that I'm going to tell you is going to be about. But uh, it's, uh, I broke my leg uh, in, in the late afternoon. I was. Uh, in fact, moving my garbage can down the driveway, and it got away from me. It picked up speed and dragged me along with it and slapped me on the ground. And I ended up with, uh, I think, a three breaks in my femur and had to have, uh, well, surgery, obviously, and uh, also uh, some uh, metal added to my leg. I will not get through the, the uh, airport radar now uh, with uh, my left leg. Uh, but anyway, in any event... Uh, what transpired then is what was a little bit different. I, I, I have had broken bones before. I broke an arm when I was, I think, 12 or 13 and a leg a couple of years later. And they took me to the hospital and set it, put a plaster cast on it. I had to have the arm set three times because they couldn't quite get it right. The leg only once, but the leg, for instance, uh, once they got it right, they put the plaster cast on it and for the next Eight weeks I walked with uh, with crushes, and I suppose I imagined something like that would happen. But it's different these days. Uh, the uh, the uh, doctor fixed it up. Uh, I think there were three incisions, and he had to uh, to insert the rod, rods and some metal and to help strengthen it and hold it in place while it, I was getting well, rather than the cast, for instance, as you see. And then I had to go to... Uh, to be rehabilitated, and there I have been for 90 days, and that's a long time. It, and I was doubly locked in because when the nation became locked in about two weeks after I uh, had my accident, I got locked in to the uh, the uh, establishment where I was was being recuperated, and uh, my wife could no longer visit me. No longer, no longer could anyone visit me. So it was basically me. And kind of like being in solitary confinement. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, there I underwent uh, therapy, physical and uh, other kinds of therapy, and uh, uh, which prepared me to re-enter the world. And it took uh, uh, 
because of the healing of the leg and so on, it took, uh, well, about nine weeks to do this. It took uh, from then, which I entered into this place on March 2nd, until uh, last Friday, which was my last day. I still got some extended therapy to do, but uh, I was able to leave the facility. But in the meantime, I was there, uh, could not be visited by anyone. And the only thing that came in to me was mail. I got a few cards. Uh, my wife couldn't visit me. I saw her three times in the uh, in the interim, and all each of those was on the occasion of my going to the doctor uh, for a visit to him to evaluate the situation that I was in. So there is uh, the kind of a story. Now, as I said, if you want to, to join us and you want to comment, particularly if you've had an experience like the one that I'm going to be describing, or if you just want to say something nice, like it, we're glad to have you back, Tom, uh, we're going to return to the air as of tonight, I hope. And tomorrow night, Dr. Mike Walden is going to be on to talk about the economy. Ed Funkhauser will visit us on Thursday night to do an update on the necrology. We're several months behind on that. And on Friday night, Stephen, my brother, and I we are going to try something different for, for at least once, and we're going to kind of have a, a running conversation between us. We're going to call it the Carney Brothers Film at 11. So that's Friday night. But we hope this will contribute to um, entertaining you when you are, in fact, not able to get out as much as you might have been at other times. And so and we're sorry. I'm sorry that I'm I've missed uh, the opportunity to be part of that up to now. So the telephone number is 860-9783, 860-WPTF, with a 919 before it. If my voice sounds a little different, one of the things that I almost did while I was uh, in the, uh, the recuperation place was uh, to have uh, uh, an extremely dry throat and almost lost my voice. And, and the other thing, and anyone who knows me knows that I would talk to a signpost and basically didn't have anybody to talk to except my therapist. I had a, a physical therapist and uh, some other therapists uh, who were my uh, companions and who I bonded with, and they're the ones who taught me what they thought I needed to do to be able to uh, recuperate my leg. I, uh, for six weeks, I could not put any weight on it, and then once I did that, it only took about four or five weeks to do the therapy that allowed me to leave uh, the, the facility last Friday. So that's tonight's story. Where has Tom been? I just think it's kind of interesting how you are sort of automatically processed now so that you, you break something, you go to the hospital, they fix it, and then they, they farm you out to recuperate you to return to the world. Uh, with the with the, uh, the accident that you have had, and uh, I've had to learn how to use a walker, how to use a, uh, a, a uh, uh, lots of devices and things, to, to, but to make the transitions possible from uh, uh, where I was walking to where I was riding and, and those kinds of things. Tom Kearney here on a Tuesday night, returning to the air. On News Radio 680 WPTF. We're going to pause now and then we'll be back. Join us if you have a comment that you'd like to make. If you've had an experiment, experience like this, that would uh, throw some light on the one that I've had. I'm Kearney here on a uh, Tuesday night. We've been away for a while. In fact, uh, three months almost exactly to the day. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of the story of that. But in the meantime, we've invited you to join in. If you have something nice to say or if you have had the same kind of experience, uh, and Neil, I believe it's Neil in Winders, Georgia, who is an old friend of ours. Georgia, that's correct. 
Tom, welcome back. I surely missed you. Well, thank you, sir. That's really that's what I meant by something nice to say. And I, uh, are you listening on the air tonight or on the computer? On the uh, on the uh, uh, computer tonight. All right. Well, you. But I checked on I checked on you a little bit on the station, and uh, I really missed you. So good to hear your voice. I kept turning in every night, thinking, "Well, tonight he's going to be back." Bruce, well, we're think... back. We are, in fact, back tonight, and maybe we can produce some uh, entertainment or some uh, some information that will. Help uh, let the hours go by more easily, you know, and not be quite as boring uh, as the right. time passes since yeah. we're sort of halfway locked in. Briefly, I had a similar experience five years ago. I had a I had a knee replacement in Soviet that cut an artery, and after that, I had to have a stent put in my leg, and then I spent three weeks in uh, in rehab, and I mean, what it's like to get out. And you take care, and I hope you're soon back to 100 percent. Okay, Neil, thank you so much. Take care. Okay, good night. The possibilities of radio when you uh, are streaming. Uh, and and, and uh, he, Neil can sometimes hear us uh, on the air because WPTF AM, of course, is 50,000. And how about that 98.5 FM to listen to, to WPTF now? You are welcome to uh, join the party tonight. Uh, that's sort of how I'm thinking about it because we need to sort of get warmed up to get back in the groove here. Uh, Tom Kearney here. If you've just joined us on February 26th in the late afternoon, I broke my leg and I sort of disappeared. And I've been doing this show since late uh, 1988 and have not missed many things, many nights, except nights that we were on vacation or preempted by something. But uh, uh, I look forward to coming back and we are back tonight with a live, bit of live and real-time entertainment and and maybe some edification, too, along the way. Uh, the uh, You're welcome to give us a call if you have a comment at uh, 919-860-9783. Did you look for us? Did you keep coming back? Or did you say, oh, well, that's the end of that? Uh, I'm really kind of curious to, to find out about that. Uh, so uh, one of the, the stultifying things of me of being uh, in, in the uh, rehabilitation center was not that it wasn't a good place to be, but I entered just about the time they started closing the country up. And uh, places like uh, the rehabilitation center where a lot of the clients were older people were among the first to lock their doors. And one afternoon, Mrs. Kearney had brought me some books and stuff. And uh, at a certain point, uh, the, the feds, uh, the CDC and so on, decided that it was time to close things down. And so she, along with other visitors, all other visitors, was asked to leave, and so for the rest of my time there, I had no visitors, and uh, and I was there for uh, rehabilitation uh, as opposed to uh, a state of illness or something like that. And so most of the only people that I had to talk to were my uh, therapist, and uh, the uh, idea I think of, of doing therapy is to get you strengthened uh, and back in shape, so to speak, physical therapy, so that you can. Uh, do uh, have the strength to do what you need to do, and and uh, other kinds of therapy to help you develop the skills to do what you need to do, and that is the, perhaps how to use uh, 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 a walker, the kind of thing that that I would have to learn how to use. Because for the first six weeks uh, that I was there, I could not put my full weight on my left leg, which is I had broken in three places in the area of the femur. And I really couldn't proceed uh, 
at any great speed toward rehabilitation. So uh, pretty much an hour a day I was spent, an hour, hour and 15 minutes doing therapy, sometimes a little more, but the rest of the time I was in bed, uh, and that really gets boring. And that's the thing about that when you are when you are uh, bedridden. I had been in hospital before a number of times for different things. I had an angioplasty uh, long ago, and I had broken the arm and leg that I mentioned earlier. I've had some outpatient stents, uh, some battles with kidney stones uh, produced those. But uh, when you have the experience of being bedridden and uh, not really able to well, get yourself a glass of water or go to the bathroom, uh, as an ordinary person would do, uh, then it becomes uh, a, a trying experience. And when you really don't have anyone to talk to, uh, it becomes uh, even more kind of a horrifying experience, and you, you really begin to wonder about yourself. A lot of friends, though, call me on the telephone, old friends that I had known for a long time, and uh, so uh, probably 10 or 12 people uh, provided a, a lot of uh, connection with the outside world, and they kept telling me, you don't know what it's like out here. We can't go to the store. We have to wear masks. We have to do this. And I said, but just remember, you're doing it in your world. I was doing it in somebody else's world, and that is I was uh, not a place where I could get to my computer. I had a laptop, but uh, which my friend Tim Taylor, who you're familiar with if you listen to the program, uh, got for me, but uh, the building didn't have Wi-Fi that worked uh, successfully, so it was watching a lot of television. I've seen almost every episode of Law and Order and Chicago PD and those kinds of things, and they really do get kind of boring after a while, and so on. So uh, that was uh, that was uh, one of the hardest things to deal with is 23 hours of uh, stultifying time and one hour of uh, therapy a day. But I had three good therapists uh, that I want to bow toward, and I'm only going to say their first names because I don't want to mess up their last names, but the first day that I was there, one of my therapists, my physical therapist, who I will call Sam, because that's his name, was at the end of the bed at 8 o'clock in the morning and said, okay, up and let's go. Well, I wasn't very, it wasn't very easy for me to get up because I had a broken leg, but we, we did a, a few exercises that could be done on the, the right side of my body and, and moving some weights and things like that, and as I said, physical therapy designed to uh, to make you more physically able to do what you, you need to do. And ultimately, two other therapists joined Sam, uh, a lady named Julie, and uh, uh, a gentleman named Mikhail, who uh, it turns out is a relatively new, uh, I want to commend him here, relatively new uh, citizen of the state of North Carolina. And he, when he found out that I had once been a teacher of North Carolina history, we, uh, we commiserated on why Tar Heels are called Tar Heels, and the issue of the uh, the Halifax Resolves, which is one of the dates on the, the North Carolina flag. We've had that as a trivia question along the way. Tom Kearney here. If you are familiar with the program, you are hearing a voice you haven't heard, at least it's live and in real-time voices. You've heard it, I guess, a good many nights recorded, because we've played a lot of our older uh, programs. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, I hope you were mildly entertained and maybe informed by them. But tonight we're back in real time and sort of a rambling discussion of where has Tom been? Because he, on February 26th, just disappeared. And here on, uh, I think it's May 26th tonight, as a matter of fact, uh, 
he has reappeared. I didn't realize it was exactly three months if you go by the dates to the day, but indeed it is. If you have any comments you would like to make, if you if you have something nice to say, I'd really like to hear it. 919-860-9783. And we'll also listen to you talk about how you feel about being isolated and locked in. I have always been kind of a loner, so I haven't uh, always taken it with the, with uh, uh, as bad a feelings as a lot of people. But but ninety days with uh, without uh, much companionship and much conversation except on the phone did prove to eat away at my soul a little bit, and uh, I'm glad to, to be out. And I've actually spent the last couple of three days sitting in my sunroom looking out at the back door and uh, contemplating the eternal verities is what Mrs. Kearney calls it. Tom Kearney here on a Tuesday night, uh, and uh, we are hoping we can hear something from you just so we'll know you're out there. Uh, uh, 919-860-97, nope, no. Uh, not, not 860-609783. I got it right. 919-860-9783. And we are going to return to our usual schedule of programs uh, with some new features. But tomorrow night, Dr. Mike Walden, who has been our constant guest since uh, the late uh, 1980s, will uh, will be our guest and talk about the, the economy. It's going to be... Uh, I haven't looked as closely at it over the... the succeeding months as I might have, so it's going to be a revelation to me to have an explanation of what he thinks is going on and what he thinks will happen. And uh, a feature that we developed over the years, for those of you who are not familiar with the program, was our necrology that Dr. Uh, Ed Funkhauser, a retired speech professor from NC State, has with us, and he has kept up with those people who left us during the intervening time, and we're going to uh, in two or three programs, catch up with those and knock those off, and you'll be reminded of, of uh, people who passed away. Because there's been a lot of other news, and you may have let them slip away without realizing it, but that, in fact, did pass away while you were not uh, perhaps paying as much attention to that sort of thing as you, you might have been. Uh, so uh, that will be on the Thursday night that we'll have that. And my brother Stephen and I have decided for at least one night we're going to try something a little different. Uh, we're going to have a kind of a, uh, I guess it's going to sound like Abbott and Costello, but a conversation, an ongoing conversation. Then we're going to talk about sports teams and their names and how they got them and, and how they have, some of them have been tracked across the country and how you could have Lakers in Los Angeles and Jazz in Utah and those kind of things. And there is, of course, a story behind that. And we hope it will edify and entertain you here on News Radio 680 WPTF. Tom Kearney. The phone number, if you want to put in your two cents worth, is uh, 919-860-9783. Uh, we're going to be pausing here in a couple of, well, actually less than a minute, to check up on the news and find out what's going on, and then we'll be back. And In the meantime, I hope you will get your dialing fingers out and uh, wind them up, and we'll talk a little bit more about what happened to me at the, uh, uh, the, the uh, facility designed to rehabilitate me and... Uh, uh, how uh, my best friends were my therapist, uh, somebody to talk to. Uh, and beyond that, it was a lot of watching endless television programs. Not easy to read. I took only three books, and it wasn't possible uh, to really easily send books in from the outside. I, I'm a, a great reader, so I, I look forward to that. But there's so much uh, 
unsettledness in, in those places sometimes that you really can't get much done along those lines. In the meantime, we're going to check the news on News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, there goes the slip that says to Tom Kearney on a Tuesday night, uh, May 26th, that we're back on the air at News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, a special night for me. I think uh, three months is the longest time I've gone without being on. Uh, either one program or another, or certainly on the, uh, whatever we call this, the open line, the Tom Curry Show Talk with Tom. And uh, I'm glad to be back in the saddle, although one of the things you get when you are in a, a recovering facility is a sore bottom, and, and mine is a little bit sore tonight, too. But uh, I'm just glad to, to be uh, out where I can look at the, in the backyard and see the sun and so on. One of our bestest friends, uh, that's probably a language that would be acceptable in the world of the tweet, uh, is a gentleman named Lou who lives far away on the other side of the tracks. Lou, good evening. Hey. Hey, Tom. Hey, you young whippersnapper, you. Where you been, my man? So glad to have you back on the air. Well, I... a good uh, man uh, down. I uh, was going down the driveway with my... Uh, with my garbage trolley, and for those of you who live in Raleigh, the green one, and he got away from me, and I tried to grab it, and I, and he pulled me down, and I ended up breaking my leg. And it, it turned out that it took uh, three months and the, well, four days in the hospital and then the, the rest of the time in the recovering facility. I don't know if you've ever gone through that, but you do not want to do it if, because it's so long. And, and uh, a minimum I'm gonna amount of time. I'm going to try to avoid is, that. I, I'm yeah. definitely going to try to avoid it. Hey, listen, if you think uh, all that law and order was boring, uh, that extra hour of uh, the uh, Clark Howard, Lord, that that was really great. And so I'm glad you're back where you should be. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too far from where those Halifax resolves were resolved uh, here in Rocky Mount. Uh, all roads lead from Halifax to Rocky Mount. It seems like Halifax Road included. But, um I want to ask you well, about some history of Goldsboro that I read in uh, our state magazine. You're probably familiar with this story. I'd heard about it, but I never got the complete story till I saw the article by Philip Gerard about that that bomber, that B-17 that went down in Goldsboro way back in what the 50s, and they had two atomic bombs. Okay, stop, ground. stop. You okay? We got to go back. Actually, I'm a, uh, not an expert on that story, but we've had several programs on it. Um, there's a guy in Greensboro, I, I think he's still there, who ha- have read a book about it, and I, he uh, rounded things up. And um, in fact, we might re- need to repeat one of those broadcasts one time because that is one of our best stories. We actually got the man on who disarmed the bomb that needed disarming. One of them needed it, and the other one did not. But it was a B-52. Uh, January 24th, I think, 1961, when young Tom and his high school classmates in their senior year were lying in their beds and high above uh, Pharaoh or Fremont, North Carolina, somewhere near Wilson, uh, the plane disintegrated with two atomic bombs that were loaded. Did you get that? Yes, I did. And and one of them was sticking straight up out of the ground and the other one went way down at into the ground. Thank well, the God one they that, didn't the, blow up. The one that disintegrated was probably, I think, less dangerous in the end because one of the things that an atomic blast usually requires, you know, to set them off is that they 
the masses of fissionable material be, uh, I hope I used the right word there, be in proximity to each other. That is, when the when the one of the bombs disintegrated, it pretty much denuded it, denuted itself. Uh, if you understand, what a the story. other one did. Oh, man. The, the other one that you had sticking up out of the ground did not do that, and that's the one that had to be disarmed. And the, the guy told me on the radio that if it had gone off, the area just east of Goldsboro would have been called the Bay of Carolina at that point. <laughs> they, Lord, I. I hate to even laugh about such a thing, but yeah, that that was a close call if there ever was one, but um, miraculous, I guess you'd say. But anyway, well, it's really go good to, to have you back, Tom. And um, hold on, Lou, just to say, I called the station. I said, "Where's Tom?" Well, that was a good thing to do because they think, "Ah, oh, this guy's popular. Well, uh, we need to keep him, and that, that's what you need to do." You always, what people don't realize is, you always need to. Support those you want, and uh, and uh, not support those you don't want. I mean, you 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 if you you have a right to say, uh, you know, because you're among the listeners. But I want to tell you one thing: that my 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 therapist too became fascinated with the idea of the Halifax Resolve. Uh, I told him about that because you know that those two dates. I know you know this. On the flag, one of them is real, it's something that happened, and the other one is something that probably didn't happen. You mean the Mecklenburg one? Or? The Mecdeck, yes, they call it. Yeah, it. Uh, some they had a meeting, and later, you know, many years later, they they uh, uh, ascribed certain things as happening there that really didn't happen. Uh, it's seen as a as a setup for the Declaration of Independence that happened uh, about. Uh, 12, 13 months before the Declaration of Independence. But uh, the the historians don't believe that the meeting that occurred in Mecklenburg County was that significant and that they didn't get that close to calling. The, the real significance of the Halifax Resolves, it's, it's the first uh, governmental unit in the United States uh, of its size to call for independence. And uh, it's, it was only about two months away from July 4th. Yeah, we're we're proud of it around here, and it shows our independent streak. One thing you're probably missing is one of them Finch's hot dogs right about now, aren't you? Oh, you mean in Raleigh? Yeah. There are no Finch's hot dogs anymore in Raleigh. Well, wh- where where do you get those at? They slipped away when in in oh in in, in they were doing a uh, a, a renewal of a bridge and system on P Street, and they were actually located right under it, and I think uh, they decided, I I'm, may not be quite up to date, but, but not to continue, but uh, it was worth going to. You ought, you ought to come get one from Central Cafe here in downtown Rocky Town. They're still uh-huh. doing takeouts. They got some of the best dogs, you know, all the way, mustard, onions, and chili, and you can get slaw on it if you want. Is, but, is uh, it near the Riggs Hotel? Well, the Rick's Motel is long gone, but it's uh, it's it's right there, um, across where the Evening Telegram used to be, really near near where the old Belk store used to be. But Central Cafe it used to be the Ivy Room or Chicken in the Rough, as they called it back then. But anyway, it's it's one of the best burger and hot dog joints around right now. It's like well, if you, if you see me there one afternoon when my leg gets better, wave at me, okay? All right, well, it's good talking to you, Tom, and uh, Thanks, Lou. we'll be listening. I know everybody's going to flood you with calls and saying welcome back. If, if 
if by chance they know you're on the air, I just tune in and, you know, there you were, thank goodness, because I couldn't take much more Clark Howard, i tell you that. Okay, well, that's what we call serendipity. And uh, you, we, we have had it tonight. But thank you, Lou. Take care. Okay, Tom. You have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lou is one of our old friends. We always have a good conversation with him. John, who's next? Uh, uh, Joe Williams. Joe Williams. Joe Williams, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing, Tom? I'm doing fine. I got a card from you the other day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't find out where you were. But never did find out where you were in rehab, but I thought if I sent you a card around there, you'd appreciate that. Well, I did appreciate it, and uh, and uh, something through the mail was the only thing I could get from the outside. But the place, one of the things they did, they successfully fended off the virus, so that they're to be commended for that. And <laughs> I, I felt safe in there, but I always love to hear from you. My wife said, who is Mr. Joe Williams? I said, I've never completely, and we we won't talk about this tonight. We we, we need to do this over the cup of coffee we're eventually going to have. But uh, that you uh, have been a long-term caller of the show and did things like interesting, like look look up rattlesnakes and so on, but that you uh, knew a surprising amount about Goldsboro, North Carolina. And so I was I was digging through some stuff here at the house the other day and found a set of rattlesnake rattles that. Uh, Came off of a snake I killed down on the farm in Duplin County back when I was probably about twelve years old. Okay, now we got to go back, Joe. You yeah. know, you know, you're my friend, but there is no Newburn County. And, and du- Duplin County. Du- I, that's see what I wanted to know is really where it was, and I can believe you found a rattlesnake in Duplin County. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, the, the interesting thing that I didn't relate in my revelation about leaving the rehabilitation place is the man who who picked me up in a motorized vehicle with my wheelchair was from Goldsboro. And he was a black gentleman, and he and I had such a good time that my wife was totally amazed that he was one generation behind me. But we both knew where Elm Street was. I presume you know where Elm Street is. Yeah. Was that a to-go or go something like that? Uh, it was actually uh, RDU medical tra- transport. It may be related to that. Too, yeah, yeah, uh, the same sort of thing. Yeah, my my wife had a stroke, and she's uh, been in and out of those facilities since June the 25th of last year. But we had a guy from uh, Goldsboro transporting her one time. Well, his name was Trey, and if you ever meet him, he's a great guy. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't a, remember what this guy's name was. But I had a good, but it was just funny that uh, in a of a, 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 a trip that I was waiting to take that I got a guy from Goldsboro who knew, who knew the way. He knew where McCall's was and he knew where... Uh, in fact, somebody told me that, I don't believe this, but that Wilbur's is already open again. Well, I hadn't seen anything on the internet about it. And, uh, okay, okay. Well, thank you, Joe. Thanks for the card. Yes. Thanks and for I'm, joining us tonight. I'm glad you're back and I hope you're doing well. I'm I'm doing well, all things considered. Yes. Okay. Take care, Tom. Good talking with you. John, do we have another caller? Uh, Patrick from Durham. Patrick from Durham. Okay, Patrick. Good evening. You're on WPTF. Good evening, Tom. Hey, how are you this evening? I am excellent, and it's definitely good to hear you're back. I have certainly missed you, um, and I can I kind of echo the last several callers. you are a WPTF icon, uh, a true staple of the network, and you've definitely been missed. I can 
remember listening to your show for for eons. Uh, growing up, born and raised in Durham, I'm 46, and uh, I'm, I'm, definitely I'm, I'm been missed. So it's good to hear why you have been gone for the past 90 days, and I can kind of uh, relate to your situation. My mother's sister is in a retirement facility in Virginia, and she has been in a situation where she's been in quarantine. So not being able to get out and talk to the outside world is, is something that's kind of scary. So I, I definitely know how you've been feeling. Yeah, but, well, uh, you get to where yeah. you, you you wonder, and I decided uh, once in a while I'd watch the news on TV, but it turns out it was the same thing every time. It sure. was something about the virus and, and so on. So I just ended up watching a lot of Law & Order and trying to keep my sanity. And it was no reflection on the place I was. It was a reflection on the situation, you know, of being locked in when the rest of the world was locked in. And and you, you were friends, relatives. My wife couldn't come visit me. No one could come visit me, so it was just me. And sure. I'd, I would like to have taken more books with me than I did. But thank you for uh, for letting me identify with the, the situation of value. Did you just say your mother or your aunt? And so my on. aunt, yes, yeah. my aunt, my mother's and, sister. And for saying the nice things you did, we'll probably have to excerpt them from the tape and make a, a jingle out of that. You know? Well, you're, you're definitely going to be missed for tremendously. Uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, aspects was when you talk about the barefoot boy from Broad Slab. My <laughs> father-in-law know, knew that gentleman. So, well, he was uh, a I famous guy yeah. in, in Raleigh, and he had a, a nightclub out on South Wilmington Street, and it was one of the marks. If you were coming into Raleigh on Highway 70, you'd say, you go up to such and such a place and turn left, and so on. And uh, He played music on many radio and TV stations in eastern North Carolina and uh, became a well, very well-known figure. But uh, anyway, thanks for, for, uh, for joining us tonight. Absolutely. Thanks, Tom. Good to hear you Take back. care, Patrick. Okay, appreciate right, it. John, do we have another caller? Okay. John, if we don't have another caller, let's take a break, and we'll be back. And we're back on this video, 680 WCTF, the return of Tom Kearney. Where has he been? You've heard a little bit of an explanation tonight, and I've undergone some therapy to help accommodate myself to the world that I'm confronted with the results of a, a broken leg. And I want to mention again my a therapist without whom I would not be here and would not be sane, and that's Miguel, Julie, and Sam, and also Kristen, who uh, sort of helped, helped keep my mind straight uh, while I was recovering in a local facility, the name of which I have not mentioned because I don't, don't like to talk about people and about institutions without on the radio without their permission to do so. But uh, in any event, it was 90 days, and... Uh, Finally, I uh, got to, got to return to the world, a world that uh, is sort of locked in. But I do get to talk to my friends, and the ones that we don't get to talk to tonight, I'm sure we can talk to. If you'll just tune in, we're going to be back, and uh, we'll have another uh, nostalgia show and an open-end show before too long. We've got just a few minutes left here uh, now, and I will get to talk to one of my mostest friends. Ren, are you there? I'm here. You well, I thought about you. Home. I would have yeah. sent you an email, except I didn't have my computer and uh, couldn't get to it until about two weeks ago. I and thought so on, but... about that, you know, but you were very, very missed, and it's so good to hear you again. Well, thank you. Did your eye get to be all right? My eye is still 
kind of broken bone. So. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I, well, I remembered. I thought about it, and uh, I kept thinking, well, if I had a computer, I could uh, communicate with my friends whose emails I knew, but uh, couldn't get the, the Wi-Fi to work where I was. And so, uh, but finally, we we got that fixed. But uh, it is uh, it's nice to hear your voice again, and I hope uh, the eye will get to get to be better, and that we we can talk some more on the radio. Well, it's it's fine. It really is, you know, and I still look good, so that's what counts. Ah, yes, that's 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 <laughs> what that's what I look for every time. You're like me. You look good on the radio. All right. <laughs> talk to you later, love. Okay, Ren. Thank you very much. That's what Charles Osgood used to say. Uh, we've got about a couple of minutes left. Uh, John, is is Ann uh, still there? Uh, yes. Okay, but but uh, we've got about two minutes left, and she's such an old friend of ours. So. Tom, Anne? oh, I am so glad to hear your voice. And yes, well, thank you. You're sweet. Uh, you're sweet. I, I, I'm, my my I'm, husband called up, and he said, Quick, quick, turn on the radio. It's the real Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making me, all of you are making me feel very good now. I just hope the management listens so they'll say, it's the real Tom. But, it's but, definitely the real Tom. Oh, and I wanted to tell you, I hope that person is still listening, the one who talked about uh, the crash and the bombs. The name of the book is Broken Arrow, and the author is Joel Dobson, D-O-B-S-O-N, Joel Dobson, Broken Arrow. Right, that's exactly right, and he has been a guest on our show yes. a number of times. Maybe we can trot out one of the episodes uh, that we had on five or six years ago, but uh, that happened pretty close to where I lived, and in fact, that that, that night I had, uh, that evening, uh, the next evening, because it, it disintegrated in the middle of the night. I had a date with a girl, and she called me up and said she couldn't go because her father had to go out and he was in intelligence and see if he could figure out exactly what had happened to it. But yeah. <laughs> it was a good chance to get blown away. And I, I we're going to have to go now. That's but I hope right. you and I Larry just, will uh, join I us. Whenever. Just, oh, I'm just so pleased to hear your voice again. And I've been pestering that person that I work with who's married to the person that you work with. You know who I mean. I've been pestering her the whole time. Find out something about Tom. Find out what's going on. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for, for all the pestering that you do, uh, and uh, but uh, I'm glad to know that both of you are still out there and so on. But, uh, oh, yes. We'll, Always we'll be back to the, some of the regular routine so long, and we'll have uh, uh, Sir Walter Ann on, on <laughs> the air uh, many times, I'm sure. Take care. Okay. Love you. Bye. Love you. Okay. Bye-bye. Ann is, uh, grew up in the Sir Walter Hotel and has, has been a guest as well as a longtime listener to our our radio station. Uh, John, I think we're just about out of time. So we've got just in time for me to promo the fact that our longtime voice of wisdom about the things in the world economic, Dr. Mike Walden, will be our guest tomorrow night. This is at 9 o'clock. On Thursday night, Dr. Funkhauser will be here with an edition of his Necrology. And Friday night, we're going to try something new, something called the Kearney Brothers, film at 11. It's a little bit of jabberwocky, I suppose. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night.